This program is sponsored by Wicked, Chronic, and Natick, Massachusetts. Located on 185 Worcester Street, right on Route 9, they can be reached at 508-545-8105 or at wickedchronicvendorcommerce.com. Wicked Chronic is a boutique-style retail shop that focuses on selling counterculture products such as Wiccan cannabis cultures coming together in a unique setting. You need something for that special spell? Go on down to Wicked Chronic in Natick, Massachusetts and speak to Beverly. Tell them Dr. Chris sent you. Check them out today. tuning in to the Dead TV Podcast, a podcast dedicated to all the canceled television shows in the science fiction, fantasy, and horror genre, and sometimes cartoons. I am your host, Dr. Chris. And I'm Mr. Seneca. And we're recording this episode on May 20th, 2018, in the year 2018, which I just said, which is kind of redundant. Make sure I edit that part out, <laughs> not realizing it. And tonight we are going to be finishing up Season 2 of Spawn the Animated Series, the 1990s cartoon series based on the Tom McFarlane comic book published by Image Comics and having appeared on the HBO television network. Uh, which is now currently, I believe, on DVD and I think on HBO Go, but I've not had anyone yet tell me, yes, it's on HBO Go, but it is on DVD, and we're going to go over episodes 4, 5, and 6 of Season 2, and then in two weeks we will come back for Spawn the the Last Battle, the Ultimate Battle or something. I think that's the way the tagline is on my DVD box set. Then we'll do the last two, last three episodes, and then in July, as I've stated before, sometime in late, either early July or late June or July 13th, Friday the 13th, we will be covering Friday the 13th Season 2 almost on a weekly basis to try and get through the rest of Friday the 13th because there's a lot of episodes to get through and we decided we we're going to go almost weekly skipping one week a month for Friday the 13th and then after Friday the 13th is over as of December because we're actually going to be ending it in uh, Christmas time we will decide if we're going to go uh, continue doing a, uh, a semi-weekly podcast or go back to bi-weekly when we start our next show which... Uh, is I, I believe I kept saying I think it's going to be Witchblade the series. So Witchblade. Witchblade. Which will be the first female-centered show that we've covered. Another comic book show, I swear. I know it seems like we do a lot of comic book shows because we're doing Spawn. Hey, we now. love comic books. We love comic books, but maybe after Witchblade, we'll stay away from comic books for a, a, quite a long time. I know a lot of people have asked us about Reaper as well, and I know The Exorcist just Ooh. got canceled, but I'm waiting to see if The Exorcist gets renewed or picked up by another network because a lot of shows that have gotten canceled recently on the Fox, ABC, NBC, CBS, CW lineup... A couple of them have already been picked up by either Netflix or other networks. Like, for instance, Last Man Standing is going to be picked up, I think, on Fox, which was the Tim Allen show that got canceled last year because of his overly um, enthusiastic views on Donald Trump. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> Unpopular vis- uh, uh, views. Yes. Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is a great comedy show if, you've ever, if you have never seen it on Fox, has now been picked up by NBC, which is great because I love that show. And even if they ended it the way they did, it would have been fine because they ended it with the wedding of the two kind of main characters. Um, they're, they're, I mean, they're all main characters, but it's Andy Sandberg's show, and then he's fallen in love with another character on the show, and they they were got engaged, and they're going to get married, and the wedding is the season finale. So again, if that's the way they ended the show, that would have been fine. However, we are going to get it c- continued on 
NBC because a lot of people did love that show. You know what? What that? You know what was canceled once upon a time and never thought they would ever get a movie, let alone two movies. Uh, what once upon a time? No, Deadpool, which has oh, the sequel coming out this yes. weekend. Back in 2009, we got X-Men Origins Wolverine, which is considered to be one of the worst comic book movies ever made. Whether or not it's one of the worst movies ever made is... I don't know. Uh, Catwoman I don't know about was that. pretty fucking bad. Well, Catwoman was pretty fucking bad as well, so is Superman 4 and Batman and Robin, which is also considered to be the gayest comic book movie ever made. But that's back hey, when you used to be able to I, say I, gay in a way that is derogatory... Exactly. I, 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 it is colorful. It is a bad movie. It is not gay because even my gay friends would not support it. Okay, exactly. Um, it was the butt end <laughs> yeah, of Kevin. Gay does not mean bad anymore. No, it was the butt end of Kevin Smith's joke in Bluntman. Uh, uh, I almost said Bluntman and Chronic, the movie. Uh, that's the movie within the <laughs> film. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. They say that Batman and Robin was the gayest film until they saw Bluntman and Chronic. Now that's funny, kind of a joke, and we uh, we all like Kevin Smith or whatever. That's not. He did not go out of his way to be like derogatory towards gay the gay community. His his uh, brother is actually uh, gay. Um, so anytime he threw uh, a gay joke in any one of his movies, it's always in honor of his brother. He said because um, okay. his brother always got a big kick out of it. It got resurrected due to in 2014 2015 this uh, footage got leaked online, and we got you know the Deadpool movie in 2016. Two years later, this mm-hmm. past weekend, we got Deadpool two. I haven't seen what the... What? Oh, I just saw Deadpool 2 yesterday. Yeah, and it's coming out two weeks after the Avengers Infinity War comes out. And we, I thought we'd take just a few moments, because we do have three episodes of a cartoon to get through, to talk a little bit about Deadpool 2 as well as uh, Avengers Infinity War, because the two films are connected by one central actor, not because they're both Marvel comic book properties, but also we thought we'd talk about Deadpool, because Deadpool has a lot in common with Spawn. As they both look mm-hmm. alike. <laughs> Dead, Wade looks like a white version of a guy who's been burnt to a crisp. Spawn looks like a black guy who's been burnt to a crisp. <laughs> and they were both mercenaries. And they're both mercenaries, yes. They, they both probably could have hung out at some point as Wade Wilson and Al Simmons. It is very funny that a lot of people cite Deadpool as being like this big, you know, highest grossing R-rated movie, but it's like, you know, there was like Spawn and and, and The Crow came out years before. I I don't know if Spawn was PG-13 or or rated R, but I think it was PG-13 when it came out because they wanted to get that kid money. Um, And then when it came out on VHS and DVD or Laserdisc, it was rated unrated, I think, right? I believe it was unrated, yeah. yeah. Was there two versions on the discs? I think there discs? were two versions. Of, I think there were two versions yeah. of Spawn, but I don't think one really made it that much more rated than the other. Unlike Deadpool, Deadpool is a hard R rating. I mean, you have a guy being pegged in the first movie. In the second movie, when Colossus saves Deadpool, uh, we're not going to get too much of the spoilers. Infinity War will spoil, but Deadpool 2 is still so new. I mean, he does this, like, scissoring effect with his two fingers, the Colossus. <laughs> yeah. Like a lesbian in a pornos would do, or I don't know anything about real life, so I'm not going to speculate. But from porn, which is obviously what Ryan Reynolds cites when he's doing the scissoring yeah. effect... What's funny is the film actually has uh, Mega Saga Teenage Warhead coming out as a lesbian, which is like, <gasps> shocker, she's gay. Nobody really, I mean, that's not really that much of a spoiler, by the way. Did no, you... no. And, and and her girlfriend is really super cute. Her girlfriend is yeah. adorable, especially every time she uh, says hello and goodbye to Wade. Hi, Wade. Bye, Wade. Hi, Wade. And she, he's Bye, like, Wade. He, 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 he gives her the bow. Oh, Yukio. 
She's like a little anime girl. She is like a little anime girl, and uh, Megasonic Teenage, War- Teenage Warhead is supposed to be a parody on on uh, lesbian tropes of the '90s, being butch and and angry and pissed off and stuff like that, and never smiling. You know, a lot of people said that you couldn't figure out she was a lesbian from that haircut from the first movie. But haircuts don't make you a lesbian or not. You know, it's a haircut is a haircut. But know? that was the joke of. Of like, I know. Yeah, I know. that's the joke of like her design. I'm not making this up, but I'm not making fun of lesbians, so don't. Leave I know you're not comments. making it up. It's, but, no, it's, I'm not talking about you. I'm comments. just talking about anyone listening. Don't leave any comments in the comment section below. You leave the comments on Deadpool too. The, the, the whole it, it it it's it's all a joke within the film itself or whatever about uh, certain tropes and the way things are. And, and oh, so totally. On and so I forth. mean, Deadpool is complete comedic relief. Yeah, it's self-aware comedic relief because he's aware that yes. he's in a movie. Because um, he's, yeah, he, part of his character is he breaks the fourth wall. Yes, exactly. Now, when I said that Deadpool does have a lot in common with uh, Spawn and the fact that they both look like burnt bacon, this is exactly what I'm talking about right here. I'm not making her life as ugly as mine. Come on, Wade, it can't be that bad. Oh, bullshit. I'm a monster inside and out. I belong in a fucking circus. Wait, Vanessa loves you. She doesn't care what you love. Oh, do you like what you see? No. You look like an avocado. Had sex with an older, more disgusting avocado. Yeah. Not gently, like it was hate-fucking. There was something wrong with the relationship, and that was the only catharsis that they could find without violence. And the only guy who can fix this fugly mug is the British shitstick who ran the mutant factory, and he's gone. Or there's this great quote about Freddy Krueger fucking the topographical map of Utah that we have here. Motherfucker, you are hard to look at. Like a testicle with teeth. You look like Freddy Krueger face-fucked a topographical map of Utah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, T.J. Miller's one-liners to uh, Wade after seeing his disgustingly horrified face is absolutely hilarious. Now, in all honesty, uh, yes, he he does look look, look like uh, Burnt Bacharach. In the comic books, Deadpool is a lot more hideously drawn. He almost looks zombified in certain ways. Mm-hmm. After a while, they kind of toned that down because there were a lot of complaints from fans that they were like really drawing Deadpool to look like a goddamn walking zombie. It's like we understand he's got like you know he's got like cancer, but his healing factor apparently is not working. The fact that he looks like a walking corpse, so they have toned it down in a lot of ways. Um, in the mm-hmm. Spider-Man Deadpool crossover uh, comic book that is published every month, uh, Wade got his face back. For a while and looked pretty much normal, but uh, Spawn kind of gets his face back for a little while here and there in the comic books, and then in the upcoming season three, we're going to find out that he gets his uh, uh, a new kind of look that he uses to somewhat of a disadvantage that we'll get to eventually. But uh, you, yeah. But the big thing between Deadpool two and the Avengers is that Josh Brolin plays both Cable and Thanos in both films. Yes, yes. And he does it really super well in both of them. But uh, if you don't know who he is, he was the older brother in The Goonies. Correct, yes. And uh, he's also played a DC comic book character. Excuse me. He was Jonah Hex in that god-awful Jonah Hex movie. I never saw it because probably it was god-awful. Yeah, don't ever watch (laughs) it. Megan Fox is a piece of crap in that movie as well. She's a hooker with a heart of gold. Jonah Hex had so much potential, but then it came out and it was it was pretty bad. Uh, it wasn't as bad as Catwoman, but uh, it was uh, it was pretty bad. <laughs> but uh, Josh Brolin, of course, will return to play Thanos again in the upcoming Avengers Four that's still untitled. You saw Deadpool two this weekend. When did you see Avengers Infinity War? Opening weekend, whenever that was. Okay, so uh, I've seen it like three times now. Ago. 
you know, with the, uh, we're not going to get into a big review of Avengers Infinity. Well, the movie's been out long enough, and there's plenty of other reviews on the on the internet, and we're not big we're big review sites. But we will. I, I did want to talk about one particular thing um, before we just finally get into Spawn. Was uh, okay. Thanos's reasoning behind what he does makes a lot of sense, despite the fact the way he goes about it is obviously completely wrong. Yes. Yes. What he is looking for is a utilitarian culling of the herd. So if you take a population reduced out by 50%, then they have more time to actually grow and, and flourish before their population gets out of control once again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, he's doing basically what, uh, you know, in your neck of the woods and my neck of the woods, the hunting season does for deers. True. Yeah. We are basically the deers in the headlights to the Infinity Gauntlet. Yes. Now, they just announced that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 6 is definitely going to happen, that this current season, Season 5, is not the end of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which only then says that at the end of this season, Thanos' repercussions will reverberate into the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV series, and next season, which takes place between the two films, will be our man-on-the-street perspective of how the world deals with what Thanos did. That would be very interesting and cool if they were managed to address that or deal with it in some way. Yeah, especially That'd considering be that, awesome, actually. Considering that I guarantee we will lose a one or two characters from the Agents of Field Shield TV series and they won't have an understanding about why. Especially considering at the end of the <laughs> Avengers movie, Nick Fury and Maria Hill, two big members of or former members of Shield that would have all the answers, are also called by Thanos. Yes. Which then yes. then of course uh you know, as we saw, will lead into Captain Marvel, which is Brie... Brie Larson? No. Shit. What the hell is her name playing Carol Danvers' Captain Marvel coming up soon? She was in Kong, Skull Island. I don't have the, her name on the top oh, of my head. Oh, crap. Yeah, but you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Captain Marvel is going to be showing up. And man, let me tell you, her first appearance in Avenging Spider-Man number 9 and 10, which both pretty much came out one week after the other, that's like a, every two weeks, those two issues, which are the first appearance of Carol Danvers as Captain Marvel, not as the first appearance of Carol Danvers. She was Miss Marvel for a number of years. Those books go for a lot of freaking money now because of the upcoming uh, pending film plus her end credit sequence. I mean, they were kind of gaining popularity anyway, but wow. They're high books, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just have one thing to say about Infinity Wars, other than it being just a freaking awesome film, is that there's one thing I just wished I would have saw at the end credit scene with Nick Fury. His wallet, to actually have bad motherfucker written on it. Well, yeah, but unfortunately, being a Disney movie, <laughs> they would never it. get that off. Even even because of their PG-13 rating. And I, I, I can almost say why. I haven't looked it up online, but this just seems like common sense. Think about how many times the word shit or asshole is said in that movie. Chris, uh, Star-Lord calls Thanos an asshole. The, yep. the word shit is mentioned, and someone else is called an asshole later on as well. And Well, um, well there's a certain number of times you can actually use curse words before they'll raise your rating. Correct. And I think they probably get away with that because of the PG-13 rating. Because if you look at any of the other Marvel movies, including the Black Panther... How many times have you ever heard someone swear? Even in Guardians of the Galaxy, Star-Lord says a-holes. He doesn't say assholes. Yeah, what they usually do, I've noticed, is they will obscure the word with some noise or uh, distracted... Um, so they start to say it, and then something else cuts them off. Or 
in Star Lord's case, when um, uh, 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 Doctor Strange was helping them fight Thanos, creating the little portals, he gives Thanos the middle finger. Yeah. Which is fuck you. So mm-hmm. that itself could still also get you uh, a rating because that's a sign of of swearing. Now, don't forget um, in uh, Avengers, Loki calls Black Widow a cunt. That's right. He, he does. He calls her a sewing cow. Which in yeah. which in English, uh, old English, is cunt. Yeah. Yeah, he calls her you cunt, which is like people who's heard that in theater didn't quite know it, but a lot of people later on were looking up, going, "Holy shit, they got away with that!" And apparently, in other countries, that word is changed for the other countries that do know what that word means immediately. Oh, really? That's nice. Yeah. So on to the co- so we're getting, we're- on to the uh, the uh, episodes at hand. Uh, why don't yeah. we get the episode Gotta synopsis? Get to this eventually. Yes. Why don't we get the episode synopsis uh, date and title for us for episode four, of season two of Spawn the Animated Series? All right. Uh, send in the KK clowns. <laughs> okay. uh, this- <laughs> By the way, this episode has nothing to do with the KKK. I know, I know. I have no idea why they put that KKK in there. Well, but, I'll get to yeah. a, I'll get to an obscure KKK reference involving Spawn after you get done with the episode. Okay. Synopsis. Go ahead. All right. Uh, originally aired June fifth, nineteen ninety eight. Wanda searches for Terry, but Wynn's men are in hot pursuit. When she is cornered, help comes from the last person she's ever expected to see again. Terry is abducted by a serial killer. Now you said on IMDb they didn't have a great uh, synopsis for us, but if you actually click, if you if you're not clicking on the individual episodes and you click on the entire season two and it brings up all the episodes from season two, yeah. there's a decent episode synopsis on here. It's just the individual it, episodes are not that great. But it says with a serial killer loose, Wanda searches for her husband Terry, hits a detour when men, wins men follow her and corner her, appearing in the scene to eliminate the agents. Spawn allows Wanda to see him for the first time, but she is truly horrified. Yeah. I, I didn't really particularly care for these uh, synopses when I uh, reviewed them earlier, so I took these synopses that, that I just told you and the ones I have in my book from the discs themselves. Okay, so when I was saying that Spawn and the KKK have intersected, I believe it was Spawn number 29 or um, number 30 where the cover has Spawn hanging from a tree. Actually, I think it's 30, because I just looked at 20 and 29 is the child abuse episode. Sorry, yeah, the child abuse issue where um, Spawn can't take much more of the uh, the two kids uh, that he learned. He falls from heaven uh, after fucking Angela and getting involved with her, and he crash lands in the backyard of these two kids, and they keep him as his, as their pet because he is like completely and utterly just drained and exhausted in his costume is in shambles uh, because the, the symbiote is from hell being in heaven has completely traumatized it and these kids <laughs> like nurse him back to health you know what i mean he's not angry or rude to them he's very nice or whatever he, he, he's just think about a guy falling from even you know even a, a superhero like spawn falling from heaven it's going to take a lot out of him um and he learns that these kids are being abused by their father and spawn puts a stop to it the way spawn would then the next issue, Spawn number 30, it shows Spawn hanging from a tree by a noose, and he finds out that uh, there's this family being uh, accosted by some KKK, and they're a black family. Spawn helps the family in the way Spawn would. He takes the red dragon of the KKK, which is, I think, usually the leader of, the, of that, you know, that chapter of the clan, and turns him into a, mm-hmm. black, and turns him into a black man. 
Oh. And then they. Oh, okay. And then they hang him at the end of the at the end of the issue. Because they okay, find so out. Could... Because they find out that you know he's like they they believe he's been a black man the whole time. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So... Poetic justice. A little poetic justice. Unbelievable. Um, so, yep. uh, whoa. In the, Todd, in the Todd McFarlane introduction, oh, yeah. uh, it does open with a whole bunch of red and white KKK hoods and Nazi memorabilia. Just to kind of drive home the point of the uh, why the serial killer is selecting the people. Oh, yeah. So, um, this is another... This is this whole entire season has a very kind of slow pace as it's mainly focused around uh, mostly Terry trying to escape from uh, Wynn and his men, which is basically the plot line through the entire six episodes. And then there's other subplots going on, but that is the focus of the entire storyline of season two. Yeah, there's absolutely no sex. <laughs> I was disappointed. You were expecting some <laughs> some fucking of some prostitutes? You know, I thought Jason Wynn at some point would... Exert his power and have some girls in, or, you know, one of his minions will break up some sort of club scene, or, I don't know, stick some sex in there. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think that's, uh, I want to say the sex returns in season three, but I think it's mostly between two characters we're not going to say just yet, if you happen to be listening and not seen season three yet. So it opens with a guy narrating about Malboja, saying that Malboja has sent him on a mission. Yes. And he's basically and, and got like a hang. He's like a, he's a hangman serial killer, which is kind of unusual, by the way. Yeah, well, you know, it, it's an easy way to strangle people. You know, if, uh, he, although he did actually shoot the uh, two people in his cab. Yeah, the so black he, couple celebrating the anniversary. I correct. I I did call him the um, the taxi cab killer. Hey, that's a good good one. I they don't officially give him a name. No, they don't. So I, I just kind of came up with that. Uh, the taxicab serial killer. Uh, okay, so here's some sex for you involving taxicab. Did you know that there's porn involving a, ta- a fake taxicab driver? I'm not surprised. Yeah, there's like an entire <laughs> series of taxicab porn where... I have I, I have no idea who is like unaware that they're getting into the cab and gonna have sex with the cabbie, but I'm assuming it's like it's all staged and it's all play acted because the actress who gets in, or the actress or actor who gets into the cab are usually porn stars and the and the the cab driver is always about ninety percent of the time a woman. So, but it's always yeah. the the porn is always shot from the dashboard. Well, there is. A taxi cab confessions and a taxi cab game show. Why not have taxi cab porn? Yeah, right. So this guy is trying to collect souls for Malbogia. <laughs> My question is, if he's killing innocent people like this uh, unfortunate couple who just got engaged, wouldn't they go to heaven? The only reason Spawn went to hell is because of uh, him being a super duper mercenary, and uh, that was the way the fates were played against him. In the comic book, it's because of. Um, uh, Clown had a deal with the uh, Jason Wynn, or in the movie, I think it was because Clown had a deal with Jason Wynn. But in the co- but it, it, in the context of what we know about Spawn, the only reason he went to hell is because he was a mercenary and killing people. So Malbogia wants this guy to kill people, but again, this couple would go to heaven, not hell, unless they got like yeah. a stacks of kitty porn in their closet and they're like some seriously horrible yeah, people. I mean... But from what the context that were presented of who they are, these are innocent people. Why would he kill them for Malbogia? Yes. That makes no sense. They would go to heaven. Wreaking havoc on Earth. So, you know, it sometimes make... people just want to watch the world burn. Yeah, that's kind of his bag. Yeah, but Malbogia wants souls for his for his war against heaven one day. To turn him into his army of spawns, remember? 
Yeah, but he wants bad people that he's actually sending this nightmarish dream. But the guy uh, in the, but in the guy three episodes. But the guy is killing good people. Unless he's just so fucked up he does he just kills whoever thinking they'll go to because, you know, that's what Maboja wants, but not realizing Maboja's not gonna get these souls. Well, Maboja can also lie. You just have him do it just to do it. Wanda, for the balls. Wanda and Wynn have dinner, and Wanda, and Wynn knows Wanda is lying about uh, the phone call from uh, from uh, from Terry. It seems like Wanda is just every one step behind Terry every five minutes, especially when he gets kidnapped by the taxicab killer. Yeah, yeah. He she just misses him uh, when he pages her, and they talk, and uh, you know he was saying saying a code name so that she knows where he is, but no one else. If they were to listen to the phone call. And, yeah, she's just, like, right there and just not seeing him. And then Terry gets captured, and uh, we get into a room full of corpses. That was really cool. At least nine bodies. That was really cool and disturbing. And if this upcoming Spawn uh, live-action movie that Tom McFarlane's developing is supposed to be any indication, this would be a scene right for that uh, movie because he's indicated that the upcoming Spawn film will be, like, a horror movie. Less a superhero movie, more of a horror movie, so... Yeah, Todd McFarlane has said that it, he is definitely going for an R rating, and it's not going to be like an R rating like Deadpool's R rating. It's going to be a fucking R rating. You know, it, it's going to have gore and horror, and it's going to be serious, and going to totally make up for that movie in the 90s that everyone hated. Well, yeah, for not, the most part. Movie, uh, it has it mixed feelings about that film in the 90s. Compared to superhero movies today, it's not very good. It's it's not, and I would never have said this movie is very good to begin with. But that movie is uh, hit or miss on certain levels. So, uh, but we'll get to that film eventually. Yes, he's actually supposed to be filming this movie sometime this month. I yeah, I, I have heard that, but I still haven't seen who's cast as Al Simmons. No idea. Mm. No idea. Although uh, there's talk of Jamie Fox maybe being up for the role. I guess I could see that, but every time he goes back to his comedy bit, I just don't see him being that serious an actor. But, I mean, he did play Ray Charles, so... And that movie was not... I think he can take it serious. I I also think Jamie Foxx is just too old to be playing Al Spawn. No, it's a, it's not a very, at all. It's a very still physically... still a youthful man. Very physically demanding role. I, I just don't see it. That's what stunt doubles are for. I just don't think... I don't... I, I don't know. Spot isn't a mask, like, almost all the time, so you could totally get a stunt guy in there. I mean, you look at Robert Downey Jr., who's in his 50s, still playing Iron Man, but that, I mean, come on, let's face it, the close-up, the guy in the actual Iron Man suit doing the action is his stunt double, and Tony and, and Robert Downey Jr. is just doing the close-ups of his face inside the armor. Yes. Yes. I don't think Spawn would be any different, really. Spawn arrives to save Wanda and eventually kills uh, Wynn's men. Um, when Wanda met Spawn in the comic book, Spawn had saved Terry's life in the alley. This is before he goes to heaven, before the events we just talked about with the KKK. Wanda takes a long time to track down Spawn, and when she does find him, he has returned from heaven with the new costume um, and uh, fought some dude that he has crucified and hung up inside his alley. And uh, he pleads out to Wanda to help him or kill him. And she goes running through the alley, gets uh, nearly mugged or raped by a couple guys who Spawn kills. And uh, he sees that it's her, and she hands him um, a picture of her, Terry, and Cyan, saying that, you know, you saved my husband's life. 
and you terrify the shit out of me, but you also say, you know, uh, we have a family, we have a daughter, yeah. and uh, thank you very much. But then she goes running away. Because thank you she, for holding our family together, yeah. But she's completely and utterly ter- traumatized and terrified by Spawn's brutality, and the issue ends with Spawn sitting on his chair of scrolls in the alley holding that picture and just crying over it. Right, yeah. So, the sad man, as, as Cyan calls him again later on in the episode. Um, now, when does this episode end? Because, again, I don't have the chapter breaks uh, that well on the DVD on the DVD as much as you do watching oh. it, whatever you are. Okay, the, the episode ends with, uh, basically, Spawn confronts the serial killer and kills him. Okay, so then the, so, so the next episode yeah. begins, which is Death Blow. Uh, give us that synopsis, and how does that episode start? Does that start with Lisa uh, doing her investigating? Uh, it starts with um, Sam and Twitch okay. talking about uh, how many bodies and, and basically being on the scene of the crime. Okay, so Death Blow, so, which uh, aired uh, June 12, 1998, has Lisa Wu investigating yep. the murders of the two other reporters. Terry's arrested by the police. When blames Merrick, which is the chick uh, that was uh, uh, being gawked at in the previous episode, for all of his recent problems in finding Terry as punishment, he sends another agent to kill Wanda and Cyan. Mm-hmm. Oh, these, by the way, are all on Amazon Prime, by the way. So they're not on Netflix, but they are on Amazon Prime, which means they're probably on HBO Go because Amazon and HBO are um, joined at the hip. Okay, so uh, the episode opens with Sam and Twitch uh, on the crime scene, and they say that there is 12 bodies in that room that we had seen in the previous episode. So, But one of them is the perpetrator, the actual serial killer. I'm not sure how they can determine that, but they don't go into it. So there is one perpetrator... Then there's two bodies of Wynn's agents that he killed in the previous episode. So there must be nine serial killer murders in that room. Now, not to say that the bodies that he left in the alley or any bodies that serial killer's been leaving, you know, scant way in the alley, uh, those don't come into the serial killer's total body count. But, uh, yeah, there's some great dialogue with Sam and Twitch also. Now, do you know why Twitch was actually called Twitch? Well, he's skinny and twitchy. Actually, no. Well, he is skinny, you know. But he is the person on the force, according to Todd McFarlane, he is the person on the force that is the most calm, the most not twitchy, like, at all. Like, you cannot uh, rile up Twitch whatsoever, and that's why they called him Twitch. It's oh, kind of an yeah, ironic okay. name. I, I have heard that. That's also why he is a crack shot, despite him wearing glasses, which uh, most people, a lot of, um, from, uh, from when I was in the military, a lot of people who wear glasses do not have the best vision and don't make the best snipers. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, you know, corrective lenses. Which is a sharpshooter. Which is a sharpshooter. So he's playing against the trope that uh, a lot of times people with glasses do not make the best, you know, um, uh, sharpshooters. So, but he is the best shot mm-hmm. in the entire uh, precinct. He uh, can line up a shot from miles away to kill somebody, which yeah. makes him more, is, much more terrible. And he's got seven kids. He's so. got seven kids with a smoking hot wife. Yeah, it's just kind of funny. <laughs> uh, I don't know if his wife ever shows up on the show, but yeah, his wife in the comic book is always portrayed as being like this like incredibly voluptuous uh skinny short short wearing uh woman which is kind of funny um considering you think if you have seven kids you wouldn't be that skinny i mean pe- people put on the weight and and take off the weight as 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 their bodies naturally naturally do i mean typically um, usually in animation yeah i mean typically <laughs> usually in animation or or television and and such uh women are not portrayed as turning back into supermodels 
typically not no, and in real life, typically not no, but hey, you know, I I have baby weight left over from my birth, but I eventually I kind of want to get back to my modeling weight. Yeah, yeah but also, you, you just gave birth last month, too, so you're yes. not expected to be, like, chucking off the X number of pounds that you gave. I'm no Kardashian. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you're, not, you're not a supermodel. Your, your day job is not to be a supermodel, so you're not going to the gym every single day. Like most of these people who have time to be able to go to the gym every single day to work off the weight from a baby. So that's the unrealisticness of uh, a regular woman versus a woman whose whole job is to look pretty. (laughs) Very true. Yes. So that that's that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. Not to uh, diminish the ability to lose weight. Not that I know anything about it. Obviously, not being pregnant, but. That is the difference when a regular woman versus a woman whose whole job is to be pretty. I mean, your your career is based on your looks. You know what I mean? Yeah. An actress. Yeah. That's a your model. bread and butter here. You know. Yeah. An athlete, an actress, a model. Uh, you know, a, a public singer, somebody who has to be in the public eye a lot of times. You know, they will have the time to be able to get back in shape versus a nine to five mom. But Twitch's wife does it, so kudos to her. Yes. <laughs> um. So, so uh, Wanda almost kills a disabled guy in a wheelchair because she's so stressed. Um, and the uh, the goons coming after her just basically uh, frightened her in her encounter with Spawn, frightened her, so she is just tearing on down the road, almost hits a guy, and uh, the police detain her. Uh, but then let her go on Wynn's orders. Yes, because so, Wynn... saying that she's got some friends at the top there. Yes, um, it is revealed. Um, it's not revealed on the show yet, but in the comic books, it's revealed by around the thirty issue mark. The police captain is working for Jason Wynn, and uh, he is implicated in the um, uh, Kincaid murders uh, in the comic books to the point that he. Sam and Twitch get so close to him that he blows his brains out. Yeah. He kills himself because of how close... He doesn't uh, want to be caught. He doesn't want to be caught, and also he knows that there's probably a fate worse than death waiting for him if Jason Wynn gets his hands on him. Um, Mm -hmm. So it also, unfortunately, gets uh, Sam and Twitch um, uh, fired off the force as well because of how close they got to him. So, and they go into mm-hmm. business. This is where they go into business for themselves as private detectives until the Sam and Twitch mini, uh, uh, ongoing series comes out and they're reinstated as cops. So, then next, uh, we encounter a new character, uh, Lisa Wu, which is a reporter from the Washington Post. Yes, which is the number one newspaper in Washington, D.C. Um, of course, I thought these guys were in New York. So, it's always funny they keep bringing up the Washington Post and you're like, New York does have newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so she's actually on the tail of what, you know, season one was all about. Like, the pedophilic, uh, senator's son, and, and, oh, the murders, blah, 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 everything. She's kind of on the tail of what's going on. She finds, uh, information that leads her to Wanda. She, at this point in time, before visiting Wanda, she gets information from bums and finds, like, one piece of the gun shipment that was stolen, that's all, all Jason Wynn's doing. So she's on the trail of the treason and the missing arms from season one, and she's just getting herself all to be this huge target in Jason Wynn's world. And then Terry gets picked up by the police. And uh, we're, we're pretty much Terry remains <laughs> at the end of the season. 
Terry doesn't have yeah, anything yeah. to do, and Terry has nothing to do for the rest of the uh, season at that point. When he gets picked up, that's it. Terry's in custody, so uh, he's under Chief Banks. That's what the name of the uh, that's the name of the chief of police. Chief Banks uh, is under orders by Wynn to hold Terry uh, Fitzgerald until something happens to Terry, which we will get into in the third episode. Now, yeah, this episode oh, ends with uh, Spawn breaking into Wanda's place, and then a gunman breaks into the, her place at the same time. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on, hold on, hold on. I thought the uh, episode five ends with Spawn trying to kill himself in the alley, repeatedly stabbing himself with a piece of wood, while Cogliastro continues delivering dialogue, which doesn't have anything to help Spawn with. No, I don't think so. Yeah, well, is that be- before? Well, no, when, I mean, when does Spawn keep trying to kill himself then? I think that's episode twelve. Uh, so episode five. I don't. Episode I don't have. I don't have it written down on my. Okay. And, okay. On my. I think at the end yes. of the second episode of season. Uh, sorry, the end of the fifth episode, Spawn tries to kill himself with the piece of wood repeatedly. He just starts stabbing himself in the chest with the broken piece of wood. He does do that. Yeah, he does. Um, but I have here as the uh, episode ends with Cyan speaking up for Spawn after Spawn frightens uh, Wanda again. Again, here's the, pro- the, that, uh, the problem with my episodes. Huh? The problem with my episodes, it's 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 as like it's a one film, so it's really hard to figure yeah. out where the where the break is. Um, so why don't we just uh, explain what episode three is? Hell, hell, hell's a popin. Hell's a poppin'. Hell's a poppin'. Like, okay, so that like, aired on like June. Like tits a poppin'. Ah, yeah. uh, <laughs> okay. So aired June nineteenth, nineteen ninety eight. It's the season two finale. Spawn takes the flight to win, telling him, telling him that he is coming for him at midnight. Seeing his schemes beginning to crumble, Wynn attempts to have his agents kill Lisa Wu as she draws closer to the truth. Obviously, that doesn't quite happen because Spawn keeps interfering with everything that Wynn does, and Spawn and Wynn actually meet too. Yes, and that was on uh, June nineteenth, nineteen ninety eight. Nineteen. Oh, did I say nineteen ninety two? I did say nineteen ninety two. Lisa confronts also meets with Sam and Twitch for the first time in this episode as well. Yes, and uh, let's see. So Wynn thinks he's kind of going crazy because he keeps having this nightmarish dream, and uh, he kind of describes this like driving energy, which is Malbosia, you know, but this driving energy in his dreams. And they're always the same, riding on a pale horse the whole bit. Um, and so when Spawn actually meets him uh, at the beginning of this episode, he says that I've come to take you to hell. And uh, puts his hand around Jason Wynn's neck and sa- says, are you ready for Judgment Day? And then Wynn wakes up from his dream, but yet there's evidence that it wasn't actually a dream. Evidence that it was actually Spawn there because of the bullet holes, uh, the, you know, he tried shooting Spawn. So Wynn's kind of on this verge of going crazy. You know, he knows that this entity is really his final end. And then uh, Spawn talks about uh, Malbosia with uh, Colostagro. Cogliastro. I can't say that word. Cogliastro. (laughs) Cogliastro. Yeah, uh, Spawn wants to kill Wynn, but Cogliastro's like, no, don't kill Wynn. Yes. He says, if you kill Wynn, then you're doing exactly what he wants you to do. Yeah, and you're also going to send uh, Hell, uh, one of the uh, most notorious people on the planet, because uh, Wynn is this, like, master strategist and stuff. So, it, I mean, we haven't seen him get his hands dirty, but he's obviously 
Uh, you know, he's, he's obviously, a puppet master. He, yeah, he's a puppet master, and clearly he's former military, so he's probably killed before. We haven't seen it, but he's a puppet master. He's a master strategist. He's a born leader, and these are all qualities that Hell would want because he's all you know, obviously incredibly smart and cunning. Um, mm-hmm. So if Hell got their hands on Jason Wynn, but it's like, okay, Jason Wynn's gonna go to Hell anyway. I mean, what difference does it make now versus then? Uh, you're just delaying the clock a bit. Yeah, but yeah, still, I mean, he smokes... Bonnet's going to be living for hundreds of years. He's going to have to face him eventually. Yeah, again, he smokes that many cigars. He's going to hell sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's going to hell for more than smoking. That's for damn sure. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, you know, that, that, that smoking them cigars is not going to help him uh, any uh, getting there any time, you know, uh, longevity yeah. on life. I know, I know what you mean. Okay. I know what you mean. All right. Anyway. Uh, and so... So this is the episode that we actually see the clown. Yeah, clown has barely su- been surprisingly absent. Yeah, he was more of a prominent figure last season, but this season's been barely there. Yeah, bar- barely there in the, se- in the series. So uh, he's basically appearing to Jason Wynn on TV like like a vision, you know, like he's going crazy, and then he then he appears and he's sitting in his chair. Yeah, uh, it's kind of weird, but uh, pretty funny at the same time. Yeah, and he's uh, thinking he's going crazy, and he asks his assistant, can you see him? Do you see him there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's definitely going crazy. Uh, so, um, the hired killer that was supposed to kill uh, Lisa Wu, Wanda, and Cyan uh, is actually killed by Spawn. And uh, so he missed the... Um, he, he missed his chance... And so the the two people that were dressed up as repairmen, you know, tired, tired trope, get killed by Spawn in the sewer because, you know, they were going to kill Wanda. Uh, and then he says on, says on the microphone, I'm coming for you, Jason Wynn. Yeah. In the movie, uh, Spawn pops right into that diner that Wynn is hosting. Um, or they're at least, sorry, maybe he's not hosting, but he's attending. And he immediately reveals himself to Jason Wynn that he's Al Simmons. Or, or Wynn recognizes him as Al Simmons despite his burnt face. Like, right there, right then and there, right in the beginning of the movie, they got it out of the way that Wynn knows that Spawn is Al Simmons. Yeah, yeah. He totally knows that. Yeah, but in the comic books, man, did it take a long time. It took a really, really long time for Wynn to find out who Spawn was. And then he just kind of disappears for a while. I don't know when Jason Wynn ever returned, but he just... It took... It took Spawn and Terry to team up to take Jason Wynn down. When Spawn came back from hell after issue 50, uh, and he reconciled with, uh, after saving Terry's life from cancer, Spawn goes to hell because his powers are used up. He's in hell. Mm-hmm. He meets up with Savage Dragon. The two team up to take to, uh, to fight the forces of hell. He escapes from Malbosia, comes back to Earth, and uh, him and Terry reconcile. He, he reve- Terry, it's revealed to Terry that he is Al Simmons. They reconcile, and they team up to take down Jason Wynn together. Sp- Cyan is yeah. also kidnapped, and he has to rescue Cyan. Um, long story short, Wynn is uh, brought up on a bunch of charges and escapes the country. So, I don't know what happened to Jason Wynn after that. Um, eventually, it's re- eventually Wynn would come back into a storyline that would reveal the whole priest killed Spawn, not Chapel Spawn, you know, not Chapel because of the whole mm-hmm. Youngblood uh, copyright issue that I've already talked about previously, so... Yeah, but this uh, meeting is kind of anticlimactic because in the next season, I barely—I don't think Jason wins even a footnote in the next season. 
Yeah, yeah. The rest of this episode is really just uh, Spawn trying to get at Jason Wynn through this series of agents trying to protect him in this building. So, in in one by one, they just get uh, taken down by Spawn or Friendly Fire. And uh, then at the very end, he says, you know, don't, not to basically mess with uh, Terry or Wanda anymore. And then he disappears. Um. The next season, I think, is going to have a heavy focus on Sam and Twitch. Um, which, if you've watched it, you know what I'm talking about, um, Zeneca. Otherwise, uh, stay tuned. It's going to be very ham- Sam and Twitch heavy. Sam and Twitch. I love those two. Yes. I Again, I'm looking forward to their possible live-action movie. I have not heard or seen anything about, you know, that's going to happen. I know that there's a, supposedly another comic book series going to be coming out. Um, we will have to wait and see. Um, but if you well, want to do yourself a favor, go out and buy the Sam and Twitch Collections, Volume 1 and 2. Uh, I'm sure you can find them on eBay or Amazon and read them. They are fantastic. And they're by Brian Michael Bendez, uh, who created Jessica Jones. Awesome. The yeah. character. We're, he created the character Jessica Jones. Sorry. Um, and he's currently going to be writing, uh, as of next week, he launches Man of Steel number one, the six-issue weekly series, and then starts writing full-time as as on, he begins writing full-time on Superman and Action Comics. Sweet. Yes, yeah, so uh, definitely check out. In season three, also, we get a new voice actress. Uh, um, for who? Okay. For Cyan. Oh, that's right, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's, Cyan. Okay, that's... Uh, Cyan in season three is actually voiced by Todd McFarlane's daughter, Kate. Uh, um, yeah, I heard that. By the way, did you know Todd McFarlane's uh, wife's name is Wanda? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wanda McFarlane. Yep. Who he met at age 13. Yes, they have been childhood sweethearts, uh, for a long, long time. A long, long time. Definitely. Yeah, um, so, well, uh, total body count. Oh, yeah, what about episodes. that? episodes. Okay. We've got six uh, in the episode uh, number 10 of the series, uh-huh. one in episode 11, and 10 in the finale, episode 12. Much higher body count with those agents. Uh, yeah, definitely. So um, that's pretty much it for Spawn Season 2. Um, we'll be back in a couple weeks for Season 3. We didn't have much else to say. This storyline in Season 2, I didn't think it was as good as Season 1, don't you? No, no. It was it was definitely a weaker storyline, and I don't think that the finale was a true finale. It didn't feel like everything had been wrapped up in a bow, you know. And in the in the commentary on these episodes, yeah, Todd McFarlane does go into uh, he did not know that they were going to be renewed for a third season. Oh, uh, it was kind of season by season they got another six episodes. So uh, it made it a little bit difficult to create the story arcs and have them as meaningful. But he says that the in season three, he believes the show really got its its uh, you know, strength. Unfortunately, its strength apparently didn't seem to mean anything as they only went to season three. Yeah, yeah. There was a <laughs> yeah, pending. That's how it is. There so. had been a pending season four for like the longest time, and we'll get into whatever happened to season four. At the in at the end of this show, we're not going to discuss it right now. We're not going to discuss it in the next episode. But the second to last, sorry, the last episode covering Spawn the animated series, we will discuss as much as we can research what the hell happened to Spawn season four or the Spawn animated movie, which would have wrapped up any of the lingering plot lines from the animated series. So uh, we're also introduced yeah. to a new character named Jade, and we're going to explain. A, we will go into a little bit more detail about her 
Uh, but it's basically uh, old material that we've already covered regarding Angela, the Guardians of the Galaxy, and Neil Gaiman from a couple episodes ago. So go listen to that episode if you haven't uh, to give yourself a... Or sorry, go listen to that episode again. Um, hopefully you've been listening to that episode before you listen to this one. Uh, to give yourself a refresh on what happened to Angela, who only appeared in Season 1, and why we have Jade. So... Uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, and that's pretty much it for this episode of the Dead TV Podcast. Don't forget to find us on our Facebook page. Mistress Zeneca stuck up this great picture of Cable and Thanos, who look strikingly similar. <laughs> well, you It's know. that chin. It must be that chin. That big nutsack of a chin, as Star-Lord <laughs> says. By the way, I, I didn't not like Cable in this new movie. I mean, he is a secondary character in Deadpool's film, but they are obviously setting up X-Force to be a bigger film with having uh, Domino uh, survive. And, uh, yeah, because Domino and Cable get together. Oh, yeah, they totally bang for a while, too. Um, also, yeah. did you notice how Domino is in the comic books looks nothing like Domino in the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They reverse her pigmentation. Like, she's albino white yeah. with black or blue hair, depending on who's coloring her. And with a, bl- with a black eye like a domino. In the movie, she's an African-American... don't have as much diversity. <laughs> In the movie, she's an African-American actress with a white birthmark. Yeah. Okay. And it's not just on her on her face. I do notice that she has it on her hands as well. Oh, And okay. she also does not shave her armpits. I noticed that too. I did Good not on... notice that, but thank you for sharing. <laughs> you know, I noticed the small things. I noticed the small things. Uh-huh. And there's this big movement towards like not shaving your armpits. I have mine lasered, so I, I can't even participate in that trend. But uh, Domino does not shave her armpits, and I'm actually kind of... You know, I'm proud of that. Yeah, I, 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 I like that. Am I legally or politically allowed to even state my opinion about You're that? You're not allowed to comment. <laughs> you don't have a vagina. Comment. You can't comment on these things. <laughs> well, if you don't have a penis, you can't comment on my stuff. No, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. I'm totally fucking kidding. Hey, I've got a lot of penises. Well, yeah. yeah, that's a whole discussion for an episode coming up in Friday the 13th series. At the very end of season three, we get into a BDSM episode. So you can hold all that, that just, oh, that you're holding until then. Oh, uh, you just always tell me <laughs> <that>, man. <laughs> all right, so you can find us also on our individual Twitters at ChrisDSAB. And at Elegantly Kinky. And you can also, if you wish to, join us on Patreon and make a donation on Patreon. If you happen to be a business or happen to run a website or happen to have something that you want to promote, you can contact us at that cri- sorry that radio of horror at gmail.com and send us an email detailing what it is you'd like to have us promote on the Dead TV podcast, and we can work out a uh, um, sponsor fee. Thank you to our sponsor, Wicked Chronic in Natick, Massachusetts, and thank you once again to uh, Jessel Lantern for providing us our theme music for the Dead TV podcast. And we'll be back in two weeks with Spawn Season 3.